You're listening to The Dude Grow Show, coming straight out of Denver, Colorado, bringing you marijuana grow knowledge, news, and culture. At the tone, the time will be 4.20. Exactly. Hanging out for Grow Talk, guys. Let's learn how to grow some good old danky, danky cannabis. How about that? The danky. Where are you? Uh, <laughs> we got where, where a great show. Where would be from, man? New Zealand? Is, no. I don't know. I don't know where that accent would be from. New Zealand. They Switzerland. Grow, they go sweet ass cannabis. Sweet ass cannabis. There's, uh, New Zealand? Good, yeah, yeah, man. That's, their, that's the adjective uh, I like from New Zealand. And you're going to do a good trick on a bike or something, man. Sweet ass, man. Sweet ass. <laughs> it's the same like thing it. if you guys do that shit. Like, that's t- tits, man. Tits. <laughs> like, oh, that is sexualist, man. I will not condone that behavior. Oh, it's amazing. I mean, when you think about how easy some of the ridiculous adjectives roll off, you're like having a real good time, getting some powder. Man, that run was doggy style. All right, we'll, we'll change it up. We'll change it up here. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's funny. I actually was at uh, Elitch Gardens yesterday, and I seen these this couple. And if you guys don't know, on. it doesn't really have much to do with gardens. It's an amusement park here in Denver. Go ahead. Yeah, but anyway, they just had two shirts on. It was him and her. I like doggy style, it said. Both of them just said that. <laughs> I like doggy style. And, uh, you know, and I said something to my wife. I go, look at those guys with those shirts, or the, the, the couple with those shirts. And she turns to me and goes, yeah, who doesn't? <laughs> I didn't really expect that from her, but. That's a pretty good comeback. I like it. Yeah, yeah it's any- pretty good. All right, uh, we got to get into Grow Talk in a moment. We have uh, somebody, I think it was Woody, man. Somebody over on uh, YouTube had a suggestion for you, Scotty. And says, man, Scotty, you're saying man and bro too often. Throw in a few Don't homies. Don't you think I know this? Throw in, a, throw in a few homie dogs and dudes and, you know, we'll round it up. So Do you think um, I could get away with homie, but if I say dog, you might have to call me out on that shit. I've had friends <laughs> that say dog a little too much, and I've kind of been like, hey, look. Listen here, dog. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for that, man. I appreciate it, and it's great that I said man when thanking you. I'm trying. I guess it's just a... Pull up the online I, d- I don't know what it is, but I'm type. doing my best. Believe it or not, the dude and I are not professional broadcasters. We actually do not have any professional training. Right on, I shouldn't man. say. I've been speaking English my whole life, man. See, you just said man again. Right. Yeah, I know, I know. You could tell. Like, it, I beat myself up over it now. What can you do? What can you do? We had some primetime supporters today, guys. Locally, out by Scotty, uh, Mountainside Glass. What's the, Does Mountainside Glass, out? does he supply stores or he has his own? Does he like sling online, too? I've never, you know. He, he's him. got a very nice site. A buddy of mine made him a, a beautiful website, beautiful photography on there, so you can really take a look at the glass. And I'm not going to say website? man, bro. M-T-N-S-I-D-E-Glass.com, Mountainside Glass. Cool. 
And, yeah, and he does supply a lot. He goes in, I think he's in a lot of, I think he might work with some dispensaries and put some of his work in dispensaries. But uh, he used to have a retail location, but it's kind of said the same thing. I don't have a retail location or uh, an actual place of business for recharge. You don't have a store with a storefront where we can come by all sizes of recharge? It's just every yeah, shit. I mean, you have three products at all What shelves. happens is you end up hanging out in your store a lot, waiting for people to show up. And really the world, you know, the, the business is done, especially with shippable things like recharge and, and glass pipes. Business is done nationwide and worldwide now. So, you know, things really have changed in that way. So, yeah, sitting around in a store waiting for someone within a five-mile circumference to show up to buy some of your world-class glass, uh, that's, that don't really make a lot of sense. I don't know. It's just, just something interesting. Well, that's He's what I'm looking right now, man, guys. Like this guy just said, MTN, which is abbreviation for mountain, if you didn't know, side glass. He's got a killer site, like you said, man. I'm looking. He's got bubblers, chilms, signature series, swag, bongs, bowls, nails, pipes, so, hell yeah, support uh, Colorado Glass Blower that uh, helps support Dude Grow Show. And get yourself He's a, a regular glass. righteous dude. What, Sounded that? like the Ferris Bueller chick for a while, man. Who did? You know, he's. You did. Uh, you okay. know what she's describing? Oh, forget it. Just forget it, man. I don't. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm not familiar <laughs> with that part of Ferris Bueller. Well, he's very popular, Ed. The sportos, motorheads, geeks, sluts, bloods, wasteoids, dweebies, dickheads. They all adore him. They think he's a righteous dude. <laughs> and one more primetime supporter for the uh, ultra-simple three-part that I tried on a complete grow with two island sweet skunks under 600-watt HPS was RX Green Solutions A and B and Recharge, and it grew some dank for me, man. So, you know, it is a uh, real easy way to hook it up. I've also been digging on their new product, newer, I guess, Energy. I send those samples out of Energy, which is like yucca kelp and i think like a, a lot of people like to use the uh protein hydroslate i'm not sure if that's in there or not i shouldn't say it but i think it might be protein hydroslate's like a different way that some people have to say amino acids if amino acids aren't aren't recognized on a label you know or one state regulator doesn't recognize it you say protein hydroslates good base hey man these amino guys. acids don't work reason if you did not know has actually turned on to them because they had their grow here in denver which we're supposed to get actually in touch with them to get some audio soon i don't know if they have another grow going on they had to change locations for some reason but it was sweet to go in and see trials going on and shit like that full on and really you know have your uh your hands in the garden literally with your nutrients you know because some of these companies aren't absolutely aren't kicking it and you don't need don't buy into I, I haven't seen anything yet i don't know if you have scotty with saying you know advanced back in the day and i even did you know buy i'm not going to say it was horrible for me but buy into their marketing this was back in oh three you know and it was that these are plant specific nutrients you know tested on cannabis by cannabis growers for cannabis growers I That's the term that tested best in the focus groups, okay? We got most warm, fuzzy feelings when we said plant-specific nutrients. People felt like it was just tailored to their needs. It fit them like a glove. Well, Study marketing, <laughs> man. That's what the fuck you do. I mean, there can be obvious. I'm not going to say obviously. You know, if you're going to go get some basic shit to grow, tomato plants, some 555, whatever, you could do all right. You could do all right with a lot of different nutrients. I guess there probably are now, this day and age, there are more companies probably coming out with products like, I don't know, maybe off the top of my head, don't have any on the shelf, don't give a shit, but just the top of my head, the product Turpinator. 
You know, that's maybe right. a spe- product specifically created for these plants, tested on these plants. And there are other ones, but a lot of shit crosses over, as Gaddy knows, like from Big Ag, you know, other other plants. Oh, hell to, yeah, man. You remember peppers. when I showed up? I was like, dude, it was 2009. I came from my 20-acre bamboo farm, and I brought some some of my shit, some of my my tricks and techniques. I think I brought some companion. I think I was into Essential Plus. Those are some growth. Those are growth products. Uh, growth Products is a company that handles big ag. And yeah, if you go look at Growth Products catalog, go check it out. They've got silica in there. You know, they've got the same NPKs that we have. Very similar foliars, uh, uh, saponins, things like that. So yeah, of course, man. Why would this be so much different? than growing put it this way if you're a uh, pepper farmer and then you get called to grow tomatoes yeah i'm sure there's somewhat of a learning curve but you're going to be able to to be useful you're going to be able to hit the ground running um it's going to be the same thing if you're a badass tomato or pepper farmer or something like that and they say hey man you want to run some cannabis yeah there's going to be a learning curve you're certainly going to learn from somebody that knows but you're going to be very useful and you're going to hit the ground running and a lot of what you know is going to be adaptable to cannabis Fuck yeah. I hear you. Just kidding. <laughs> we become like yeah. the, the worst right. the worst co-hosts ever. Just every time it's like, okay, I got it. I hear you. No, I agree. What's I the one somebody says me. some shit like that? I hear you. Or, You're listening, but do you hear me, man? <laughs> you know, some shit like that. I'm like, oh, man. I always like hot shit, so, man. So I grew habaneros uh, quite quite a few different times. Probably like sure. when I was uh, ever before I ever grew cannabis, and then also when yeah, I was you're younger, an excellent example, man. I even had uh, I'd grow. I like kicking tropical plants. Those are pretty easy, but not all the time. But regardless, learning what plants need is the key. And uh, yeah, I agree. Things transfer over. But let's That's say the problem with cannabis gardeners is that when they go into a store and plop down $1,500 to try to grow, and by the way, the shit they've been smoking for $100 a quarter for the last 10 years, the guy that fucking grows that knows what he's doing. That's why he gets top dollar for it. So now you walk into the grow store and you're, and you're, gonna say, you're saying, oh, man, I want to grow that shit. You know, what do I need to grow that shit? I need some of this. Oh, advanced nutrients, plant specific. I'll grab some of that. One of these ebb and flow systems. And oh, no, deep water culture, high performance. I love it. You know what I mean? And it's like, it's an art. You're coming in there and you're competing. You've been tasting someone's, someone's end product that's fucking amazing. That some artist that's been doing this for many years that has a technique. And you're going in and just buying the raw materials. So, you know, you know welcome to the art. Welcome to the guild, amigo. Time to get going. <laughs> You know, don't don't expect to grow world class weed your first time, but you'll smoke right. it. It'll be well, good. since we have, yeah, grow I, I remember I was proud as shit of the first stuff I smoked, man. Since we got first grow questions, stuff I grew. I'm gonna Why are you force rushing onward. me, man? Why are you rushing me? If we, if we, if we let Scotty freestyle every show, we'd just be doing what's growing on all the time. So. Just getting high for the first time today, man. Come on, let's do it. All right. So, oh, executive producer, man, Katie K, Katie K, executive producer. She, I saw, she was hanging out over on, uh, oh, man, I just saw her talking in some, maybe it was Google Plus I got on for a minute, but I couldn't figure it out. Are you on Google Plus, man? I've seen you on there once. Yeah, I believe so. I believe so. She was she was helping out over there, uh, somebody in the DGC was something, but did you have a specific, other than just completely kicking butt and helping out the crew, uh, reason for KDK's executive producership on episode 262? Uh- I might be trying to get her on a wake and bake. I want a wake and bake with Katie K. Hear what that's all about. Okay. See what Nick's up to. Nick, you can hang out too, brother. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that'd be awesome. 
So anyway, I just want to say what's up. Those guys are they're That couple is awesome over there. I mean, they represent hard. Uh, she helped us so much when we were putting on our event. And yes. yeah, right on. So just, just awesome people. Love KDK and Nick. I'm going to be trying to get up on that wake and bake. Scott didn't even know if he, he's like, I don't know. You don't really have to come on, you know. Like he's I try trying to, to keep the pressure off of the dude, okay? I try to be very light and breezy around the dude. Dude, don't turn into me, man. It ain't as much fun as you might think. I'm gonna be kicking. I'm gonna be kicking some wake and bakes, guys. Uh, one reason, like Scotty said, these are gonna be uh, all of them. Not all of them are now, I don't believe, but in the membership area, we're trying to drive membership. Since we don't have membership drives, we just try to drive membership every once in a while. You know, membership's Fuck what that. the what's gonna help. Once in a while, I'm going for it, man. The next next year, man, I want a shitload of members. Uh, I was just actually talking to the dude today. We started putting together our, I don't really think it's a syllabus, man, but, you know, what we're going to talk about each week, and we're going to do that week-by-week growth thing where we uh, have a a different topic each week that we talk about specifically just for the members, concentration on growing, and try try to develop almost a course, I would say. Yeah, man. That's what I'm talking about. Course. For the members. Yeah, for the no. members. I just, just sprung that on the dude today. So, <laughs> Bottom line, if you guys enjoy what we're doing, what you're hearing, if you've learned, if it's helped your garden as well, you can always sign up. 10 bucks a month. You get the 30% off recharge. I've been sending out some new member kits. You do that over on the homepage. You can just click on member join and uh, or join support the DGC. I think you can still do even one-time donations if you want. But as yep. the show grows, it does help us keep the show real, guys. We can't even. We try and more and more to, oh, let's get let's let's figure out what's up with this nutrient company. It looks like they got some good stuff. Hey, these guys are a fit for the show, but it's really hard for us to try and do all that shit and then also produce a good show. You know, we're not sitting here really calling companies and trying to sell ourselves and get too many sponsorships. Most of the people that have come to the show so far have just came to the show because they believe in what we're doing. Like, hell yeah. Yeah, it doesn't help, help to get a bunch of sponsors. If all of a sudden I can't say what I really think, then the show starts to suck. So I'd rather not do or I refuse to do that. So I'd just rather ask for a direct support from the people that benefit from the show, hopefully. Yes, sir. I agree. And uh, that's all I got on that. Let's get into let's get into a grow talk, man. Let's let's please. Let's, what are we on? Uh, question six? Or is this seven? <laughs> yes, yeah, steer the show oh. back into the grow talk. All right, Hempy Bucket, man. Hempy Bucket Super Soil by the title. There's a tear in my eye. Uh, Let's see. So, Hempy Bucket was Super Soil? Question mark. I wanted to ask if anyone in the DGC has ever tried to use a Hempy Bucket with fully organic soil. I've been wondering if an organic soil mix could thrive in a misspelled Humpy Bucket. That sounds kind of interesting. I like (laughs) that one. Organic soil could thrive in Hempy Bucket if you aerated your mix well enough. I love the idea of Hempy Bucket, but but I go to the organic pot church. Not real church yet. I just know people who get way too serious on one side or the other. And don't want to put synthetic. <laughs> Me too. Because I don't want to put synthetic nutrients in at the bottom basin. I was thinking right. with well aerated super soil, you could put biochar or lava rocks in the bottom of the bucket, and then go on the top and put mostly cocoa super soil that also has biochar to aerate it to wick up the water in the bottom. You wouldn't put nutrients in the bottom since they're in soil, but you, would you benefit from constant access to water? So and he's, he, here's what I'm thinking is what he says. It might be an awful idea just to drown the roots, but I suppose if it, that happened, you could just add more drain holes to the bottom of the bucket and let it all drain away. So anywho, I wanted to tap the combined knowledge of the DGC. 
So he pointed has tried this or wicked uh, or has some wicked awesome insights. Thank you all. And growers love. All right. Uh, I mean, who's this? Info? I'm sure it can be done, dude. Clyde Max. This is from Clyde Max. Oh, so, oh, right. I don't know. I mean, super soil, though, it depends on what you're saying. We don't want it too heavy. You wouldn't want to use a bunch of something at a density of like a Fox Farm Ocean Forest and a hemp bucket, right? Well, first off, let's define our goals here. Are we trying to pay the rent? Are we trying to just grow something delicious for us to smoke? Because I think that you might lose a little, you know. When you take cocoa and just start bombing it with nutrients, you get high production. You really do. Uh, so you might lose a little bit if you know going organic with the super soil. You might not. But I would just say if you're going for quality, I would definitely give this a try. I think it definitely can be done. I just think that you might lose on some of the yields that you would on a synthetic. So well, I'm going to agree with Wendell. Wendell chimed in on the post here. You guys can always put your comments over on the grower questions, which is awesome. Wendell said, one of the things I've heard and seen over and over with hempy is that you need cocoa or other hydro substrate to prevent the medium from being too damp. That's I'm what so I was thinking. But is cocoa organic? I mean, it's fucking coconut husks. How is that not organic? Yeah, I think he mentioned, though, up here, he said he wanted to do like a cocoa a cocoa. How, you, how are you going to kick him out of that church, man? So yeah, coconuts show up at your church, man. No way. You're not organic enough, man. I would just be careful, like you said. If you're trying to build, uh, you know, a soil that and you're not really going to be watering from the top much, and I guess the whole point, right, is he's going to have this wicking up from the bottom, right, Scott? Yes. So if he's going to have it wicking up from the bottom, uh, man, I would want to say that if, you're, if your mix is more cocoa, at least like 75% cocoa, 70% cocoa, you could have some worm and other guanos, other amendments. Um, and then if you have, end up okay. running, hold on, if you end up running under your nutrient, you could always top dress a little and do, so you could still do some top watering with no harm in the hempy system, right? Yeah. Yeah. You can do it once a week. Definitely. So, and we'll, so what were you going to say? I was just going to say, um. You know, you can add, use the all cocoa if you wanted and just add, what do you got to add? Some castings, organic. And then I think it would be playing with the, the sources of, uh, of nutrient. You know, I mean, you're putting what the blood and the bone meal in there, and those are slowly breaking down and giving you nutrition, your, your major NP and, uh, NPK building blocks. Uh, things like that, I would think, is what you would be um, concerned about you know putting <coughs> the right amount of that breaking down at the right time maybe the right size you might need pellet you know the right sometimes you might need pelletized uh you know sometimes you might need just ground you know different amount I'm thinking of like lime or something like that they've got that or, or oyster shells you know some of them break down at different times so you might want to figure that out if it's constantly moist it might break down faster and It'll definitely be yeah. top watering doing like a once a week treat like Scotty does, they just just straight recharge water in once a week from the top. Make sure you're getting you know the ben- the bennies and the microbes you know just saturated throughout that hole, especially in your organic soil mix, doing a lot of work for you. And I think yeah, I'm just thinking. Out. But what's not organic about? I mean, like I said, blood and bone meal. You got kelp meal. You got all those different, even that down to earth stuff. They've got like a 408 or something that's completely organic, don't they? That bio yeah, live. Yeah, they got all kinds of shit. I get used to the bio live. I top dress all my shit, uh, but it's just so because that's I don't I I'm just hard for me to dial in um, a super soil mix like you said. I just look I kind of look at the plant, see how aggressively a plant's growing, 
That's, and then I know, okay, or obviously with cannabis, if we're going into week five, hey, I'm going to dress, top dress some of this high foss, uh, you know, seabird guano right now. Now's the time. Right. I don't really want it in there before. And that is the beauty, even though it is more work of liquid nutrients, of being able to have almost complete control of your inputs. If you're using, you know, some type of media that's, you know, fairly inert, you know exactly what's going on. But I think it would grow some uh, some dank bud at Clyde Max. Just don't make the mix heavy and go with yeah. Use all cocoa. What I don't even think if you're using, if you got a good quality cocoa, we suggest can of cocoa if you have access to it. Uh, you don't need to. I don't mix perlite in there anymore. It's just like that's why. No, I, I don't mix know. perlite in it. That's I put why, yeah. perlite in the bottom of my hempy bucket, and I don't know if perlite. If you don't want to use perlite, what could you use? Lava rock or <clears throat> I don't know. Yeah, you know, I don't. I don't experiment at. And here's the thing: is I don't experiment really at the sake of performance, or at least not too much. You know, I know cocoa works for me in my hempy bucket, so I just keep going with it. You're gonna have to experiment at the sake of performance in order to get this right, Clyde. But when you do, you're gonna be richly rewarded for it. Well, you're gonna have to know how, how hot your you know your media needs to be because of it's gonna be somewhat strain specific. Is a strain a super heavy feeder or a light feeder? That's gonna you know, give you a range of what to put in there. Yeah. So yeah, take an earth or take an earth. I like it. Take a look at some of, uh, I've ordered a few things from down to earth. I know Aurora innovations, they have a bat guano and a seabird guano, both of which, uh, you know, I wouldn't say claim, but have, uh, a, uh, environmental, like non-habitat harming harvesting process. There are different, you know, if you give a shit about the bats down in wherever in Jamaica and whatever, there are definitely some, uh, techniques harvesting bat guanos and i don't think that that are harmful uh to them and and everything but the seabird i don't think the seabirds are just out in the ocean like i think it's just harvested off these like little islands and stuff like i don't think there's any habitat destruction ain't nobody there. live there it's nothing going on but uh, check it out let us know what you hit up man let us let us know what you find a good uh you know instead of trying to mix all your own little individual parts there are good mixes out there even botanic air has some i don't know if it's organic a dry growers mix which you could mix that in with your cocoa there's even some instructions on it so you only have to mix your cocoa i'd mix some worm and then you could pick pick like one more thing potentially and give it a go that's already pre-mixed. i think it, you should try to do some of the like, I think that's what the blood meal and the bone meal are for, for organic gardening, is for, for macros, you know? So I think what you want is you want something like that, you know, things like that, breaking down, giving you your macronutrients. So that's, that's what I would think about. And, I mean, Clyde, is obviously, if he's an organic vegetable grower, he already knows this stuff. So I would say, yeah, if you're growing, you know, think about, yeah, I would say do it. I would say try with just a, a super soil. Try to build your super soil instead of with peat, with cocoa. But put the same amendments in you would put in your peat and see what happens and take it from there. All right, Clyde Max, let's hit up another Grow Talk question here. If you guys want to get your questions on Grow Talk, there is a big, all you got to do is go to dudegrows.com. And then if you scroll down a little, you'll see a big red bar, I think, that just says submit your own grow question. So easy as pie. Get them up. Love to hit them, handle them. Uh, I don't know. Actually, I do know a little bit about this. Uh, Malik Spider. RO system question. What is the easiest way to deal with putting a RO system in when I have a hard water salt machine? Must I bypass or will the RO machine strip the salt from this machine? So RO, really quick, if you don't know, guys, is you're basically, you're taking everything. I, all, all your 
all your solids and minerals, I think I think minerals is what I'd say, out of the water. For example, if you get water off your tap, you have a parts per million meter, you put it in there, maybe it's at 100, maybe it's at 300, I don't know. But after it goes through an RO machine, your water should be single digits, it should be low, like really low PPM, just pure Zero. water. But it also, while it's running to filter that water, has wastewater. So if you're running an RO machine- A lot of wastewater. You need a dedicated drain for the wastewater will make you down. feel bad as a person. You don't need RO if depending on your the quality of your water source you know here we're pretty pretty good water where i live sometimes people are running off <laughs> i well. know where malik lives malik lives in flint or at least the town next door to flint though and i don't so. mean to laugh man but flint's got that fucked up water situation man so he needs well then he's RO got filter. hard water too so he, running a hard water salt machine i think that means he's adding salt maybe to yeah it adds some type of salt to his water to make it like softer um, some people get bothered by hard water or hard water is too hard. Like, I don't know, it messes with you in the shower. I think my parents had a hard water salt machine at one time, but his question, if you, you can't, if you put the RO system after that, then yeah, it's gonna, it's gonna, you, you wouldn't put it before it cause it's going to take the salt. It's going to take the salt out of the water, right? That's what I think it, the RO it, machine should do. Yeah. The RO machine will clean anything up. The problem is it's got these membranes that actually they do go bad. They're wear items and they're the expensive part of the RO filter. So when you go to replace those membranes, uh, it's going to cost you a pretty penny. So you if you, what, if you push the cleanest water you can through those membranes, that's why a lot of them have carbon pre-filters to, to clean it up first. The carbon's cheap. You can throw one of those away. They're 20 bucks. You throw them away every three months. And then you put fairly, get the cleanest water you can pushing through those uh, reverse osmosis membranes to keep the life of those going for as long as possible. That would be my, my recommendation to you, sir. Yeah. And don't, uh, you don't need to, again, you guys should have, know your water uh, parts per million. I mean, if you haven't tested it, PPM pens are pretty cheap. You can actually, some of you guys can just call your local municipality, but there's a lot of factors you know, pipes, how old is your pipes were, you know, between their testing where they tested the actual water coming out of your tap, depending on the age of your, your building, um, et cetera. So check that out. And, uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. think about what that CLR stuff is you see on TV. That's to, uh, reduce calcium, lime and rust buildups. And think about calcium. That's a, a plant nutrient. So if that's building up in your pipes, some of that's flaking off or dissolving in your water as they go through those pipes. And that's a, yeah, that'll definitely affect your nutrition. I've seen, I've seen nutrients in, in the hundreds, you know, several hundred ppm right out of the tap. And I'm freaked out. As a matter of fact, Diana Grow Dave, his line is you got to chew that South, uh, South uh, California water before you drink it. You ever hear him say that? I think he said it on the podcast back in the day. I'd be like, how about that water out there? He goes, oh, you got to chew, chew it before it. you drink it. <laughs> <laughs> that guy's awesome. Oh, nice. Yeah, you, you got to know your PPMs. I think even though if you, your PPMs are high, it's even worth getting your water tested so you know what's in it. Uh, and it, it depends. Sometimes, I guess, that vary if you're on a well. But I wouldn't, you know, if you're like, <laughs> oh, shit, I'm at 275 or 300 parts per million. I think typically it's calcium. I'm not sure. Uh, but I would, you know, if I could. I don't know how much how it's how much is involved. It'd be well, nice to know what what's bringing my PPMs up in my water. Yeah, I mean, think about the analysis. second one: calcium. Then you got lime. What do we put? You know, put lime in super soil to to control the pH. So you know, yeah. you got something messing with your pH there. So there's a lot of things that are growing in them pipes that will affect your water. That's for sure. All right, let's have one more before we take a break here. This one I'll try and uh, 
what's what's a guitar? What's a guitar? <laughs> Chiming in with the question, and uh, let's see if we can figure this out. Maybe what's a guitar? <laughs> you can look at some pictures down here. Let's see here. Hello, dude and Scotty. I apologize in advance for the long post, but I figured providing as much information as possible would increase the probability of a solution. Also, I'm high and quite the rambler when I'm high. Yeah, holy shit. If we're already increasing probabilities here, man. I'm going to All right, I'm going to get my shit together, man. I'm a recent member supporter of the DGC. Thank you, sir. All right. And would just like to thank you for what you do for the community. Finding unbiased, uninfluenced guidance and knowledge is rare these days. I don't know if we're completely unbiased, but... Yeah. I, Brought I listen, to you by Recharge. I listen to every show now, and, but I've managed to listen to every every episode of Grow Talk. I'll be making my second listen. Ah, for listen Stuff that wasn't retained, he said. Maybe well too high. So... Ah. Yeah, college student, loves the cannabis, he's in a prohibition state, you know, so it's truly medicine for him, helps anxiety, depression, panic attacks, and of course, absolutely love getting stoned. <laughs> love it. Yeah, I'm gonna be there. Uh, decided to grow his own medicine, pick a strain that would help him the most, he's read countless books, and he's made it through his first harvest, um, but had the trouble of what, um, it says, I believe to be salt toxicity in a few of my plants. I have two curling, or two curing, that did not experience any trouble. The smoke was better than expected, but the plants had folding, dry, and brittle leaves. I've been running a small perpetual grow. I have, or I harvest four rooted cuttings, uh, veg for one week, every three weeks. I trim the lower growth to encourage the growth on one. Uh, so one um, single cola plant says, so well, "All right, she's so growing smaller ones. He's under 400 watt HPS." Uh, 400 nice. Watt I like this. I like what I'm hearing. 400 watt metal halide for a mother. Um, and this is where we'll, we'll make sure. I went through all these details, but you, you tell me if you hear anything off at all. Uh, he follows the captain's nutrient plan, uh, including recharge, of course. But he's added canazyme, re- recently purchased biocozyme, and we'll be running that soon. I was originally using hydrogen, but he just switched to the Rockwell Grow Cube, same as a captain, because the experience with that was uh, because of the experience of what I thought was salt toxicity. So now. He's got three of the four plants that were placed in the flower. They've been in flower for like I think almost uh, I don't know a month and a half, and all the the third, three of the plants are doing great. And one of the plants has folding leaves, purpling edges, excuse me, fan leaves, and stunted growth. He goes, I'm not sure why it isn't all four of them. In my first runs, I hate it when this happens. Uh, the plants didn't uh, did not fare that well. Had roots growing out of the bottom, and I had poor drainage, so they were constantly saturated in nutrient solution. And that sounds like, you know, we could point fingers at problems there in his first run. you got to get your saucers. You can't let, you know, if you're just watering a runoff in saucers or whatever have you, a tray, you got to get that water out of there. I mean, one time or whatever, if a couple of times isn't going to kill your plant or anything, but you want to use a shop vac or whatever you can do to have that water vacuumed out. So it's, you know, your runoff isn't good to, to be sucked back up by the plant. So in my current run... Here's the, the finer details. My plants are watered once a day by an automated top drip. I check the weight of the pots to determine the interval between feedings. My PPM ranges from 750 to 900, pH 6 to 64, temperature 68 lights off, 80 lights on, humidity 45 to 55%. So that all sounds good, man. Other than in the Captain's thing, um, pH 60 to 64, if I was watering in uh, to rock, well, I'd bring that down. I'd bring it like 5.7, 5.8. Uh, it's not going to be a huge deal. You are using microbes and recharge, but that's one thing I would tune in. And did you see the pictures here of his? Uh, I, he, kinda, yeah, it's definitely definitely looking at him, man. I mean, it, beautiful. The second one, bud, down, man. This, 
the second one down has a little bit of leaf curling. What'd you say about the flower? Uh, it's beautiful looking, but yeah, I mean, there's something going on. I don't, is that a mag or I can't? I don't know, but there's a summer. It shouldn't be turning purple like that. I wouldn't think. I don't think that's genetic. There's plenty of nitrogen in that leaf. It's a night. I like the color of the of the bottom leaf. But yeah. I just don't know why it's purple and like that. I doubt it's a phosphorus deficiency. It's given enough. You're given enough phosphorus and enough magnesium. You know, CalMag, and are they? And we're doing a once a week recharge. You're getting that absorbed. The Do we nutrient, have CalMag in here? Their nutritional needs are are met. He, uh, you know, we had a couple of people chime in and and ask uh, a, f- a couple of things. He said all the plants are from the the same donor plant. You know, so that's kind of still like usually you're going to see it happen to all of them. Um, if you know it's all from the same donor plant, I'm wondering if it, if it's happening. He says these plants are entering week seven of nine. Um, light potential light toxicity. I have no. I'm not positive, but. It seems like your pH is dialed, your nutritional plan's dialed, you have a good environment. I don't think he said anything about CO2. Even a 400-watt HPS, he said it's 10 inches above him. I think that's a little too close uh, for this point in flowering. It could be. It, I'm not positive. That could be it. If you have any option, you know, I'd like to see that light, like, at least 15, 16 inches um, above the canopy when, uh, I don't know if he's air cooling it or not, if he said that. Yeah, is there any heat stress? I mean, I'm looking at the second picture down with those, like, real sharp serrated edges turning up. Yep. And that's either usually, it's either usually the perfect burn or light or heat stress that does that. Yeah, I would, two things, if you want to keep, and then there are other times, you know me, I'll say, you know, fuck it. I'm giving this plant everything it needs. It should be doing better. It should be looking better, and I switch up my strains, and then I, bam, I didn't change anything in my growing method, but never had any issues again. But Damn, uh, it must have been tough to be your girlfriend back in the day, man. <laughs> if you can get another, if you can raise this light up, even if it's only a couple inches, and then let up a little bit potentially on, um, it could. I have no idea. You could try it. I'm thinking maybe 900 ppm. Um, with the recharge, I mean, it doesn't look like nutrient burn to me, though. Uh, it doesn't, it? man. It doesn't. It looks. Uh, what's it? Uh, what was your temperature? Put your hand right where it's burning. You know, right where it's that's happening, where the leaves are folding. And is it too hot on your hand? You know, but not the palm of your hand, the back of your hand. And just say, you know, how's it feel? Is it comfortable? Would you want to hang out there for you know twelve hours? And just just make sure that it's not an environmental stress that's doing it. Yeah. And not just your not just your temperature, but your light intensity. I don't ever have my buds like, you know, ten, at the top of my bud ten inches from when I'm using eight. You know, my 600 watt HPS is close to probably 18 inches up off of my my canopy. And right. that's one one area that we as growers can more light, better get just light on here, and then you'll be like, oh well, it's air cooled. It's not that hot. We can have it right on the canopy. Still, there's light intensity there. It's not about the heat. That, that the plant can't handle. So hopefully uh, that'll be something that'll help out and you can do this grow again. And uh, remember when you do have damaged leaves and curling leaves, sometimes they just never go back. So don't, you know, even if you raise your light up, don't picture everything's going to just all of a sudden look better. Hope the idea is to avoid it your next time around. Like Scotty said, though, your flowers look pretty tasty. I'm down. All right. Let's yeah, see I mean, I, I, I want to see. I don't want to see them get progressively worse, though. I mean, there is something going on. Yeah. All right, man. That was only three questions in out of twelve to thirteen. Let's <laughs> oh, take a man. break here, man. Let's take a break. Come back and fire, fire away at the Grow Talk, guys. Dude, and stop check. rambling, will you? 
Yes, check everything out over at dudegrows.com. Check out some of Scotty's Wake and Bakes. Uh, so are these, the Wake and Bakes, are they on dudegrows.com? Are any of them there, like, public, or are they all members right now? You know, they're all members, I think, after two weeks. Like I said, I'm trying to do things to reward the members and to, to make it sense to become a member. So I'm taking time and making extra content. Do you I have a couple got, over on YouTube? Got the dude. I do have a couple over on YouTube. And what we'll do after a few weeks, man, I think it's after two weeks, I, I asked Maestro if he would just release them to the public. Some of them, some of the tastiest nugs we're going to keep for, for just the members. But, yeah, we'll be sprinkling them all out there. We, we, we love everybody. We appreciate everybody listening. Whether you're able to contribute or not, it's all good. Just spread the word. Sounds good. All right, guys, check it all out at dogrows.com. We'll be back with plenty more Grow Talk. Yaman. Yeah, Yaman, there's a man in there. You're just changing your, changing your uh, accent a little bit. Doesn't still counts. <laughs> he said. He said. Hey, 
Stop with the mans and the bros. Replace it with the mon. A mon. Or a bra. All right. Let's go to uh, some more grow questions here. Oh, yeah, so we sure. We're going to get into a little light question. I think this is a, let's see here. If I recall, short but sweet. Good. Never Don't know. come on so heavy, dude. Okay. Anthony. Okay. Don't come off so heavy. <laughs> I don't know. I'm a little you bit You get it? Day, a light man. question, man? Yeah, man. I'm on. I don't know why I'm off. I think just because it's summertime, man. Summertime. That's what I blame everything on these days. Blame it on the rain, homie. What's growing on DGC? So my flower tent, flower tent is on during the day, and the heat and humidity is crazy. Uh, Running my dehumidifier. And running his dehumidifier all day creates too much heat, and I need to switch it so the lights are on at night. How should one switch it without affecting my flowers? So if y'all don't know, humidifiers do create heat when they're running, even the smallest ones. Mine's not that big. It's a little one from Hydro Farm, and it adds about two to three degrees to the room when it's running if uh, my AC isn't, you know, helping out with it. So uh, it's switching, man. What do you think? If you, I mean, let's think. Let's say, let's say I'm, he didn't say how far into bloom he is. Let's say I'm a month into flower, and I want to go from 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. I say, fuck, I want to go to 7 p.m. to 7 a.m. Are you really going to screw everything? What's going to happen? Hell no, you got no problems, man. We used to deal with this in hurricane season when the power would go off for a day at a time. 24 hours off don't hurt nothing. So if you're, you know, if what you do is you just leave your 12 out. Okay, you ran your lights that day. Now it's 12 midnight. That lights turn off and then just turn them back on when you, you know, so they're, they're off for 12 hours. And then they would, instead of them going on 12 hours later, let them stay off for 24 hours when they turn on at the appropriate time. They won't be hurt. There's nothing to matter with leaving them off for 24 hours, even in the middle of flowering. Yeah, that's what Daryl Strawberry was suggesting. Said I'd leave them off for a whole 24-hour period and then bring them on to whatever you you know whatever your new light cycle is. So not a bad idea, Strawberry. And no offense, but do I really listen to a guy named Daryl Strawberry? Come on, man. What the fuck? No, I'm just kidding, <laughs> man. Got nothing but love, man. All right, all right. Everybody deserves a second chance in this world, man. All right. Yeah, and definitely do that. It's way, yeah, I mean, you grows, depend, especially, I mean, not many people have grows upstairs. Some people do. But if you're in a hot area, man, world of difference running at night, and uh, it saves a lot of power. Hey, if the real Daryl Strawberry is your hero and I just totally offended you, I'm sorry, man. I was just fucking kidding. <laughs> just playing around, man. Well, Daryl Strawberry was like a famous quarterback, right? Yes, he was, man. Daryl Stallback. There you go, buddy. It's amazing you could have a whole... Uh, I mean, he was a great ball player from what I remember. I think he played somewhere out on the West Coast. And Who are you talking about, man? Daryl Strawberry. Yeah, he was like a, a baseball player. He was a really good baseball player. And, and then you do one negative thing in the, in the media. And then when I hear yeah. his name, I think cocaine. Yeah, cocaine. Yeah. Well, didn't he get popped with cocaine or something? Yeah, you spend a few years in your downward public spiral with hookers and blow and crack. And uh, everybody judges you for that shit, man. It's weird. Yeah, I mean, what are you, you've seen Kenny Powers, man. He's into all that shit. He's a great ball player, best pitcher around. Yeah, Kenny Powers. but he owns that shit, man. He owns it, all right? Same yes. with Dennis Rodman. Dennis Rodman owns that shit. <laughs> he's fucked up as all hell, but you look at him and you know he's fucked up as all hell. <laughs> all right, we've got pH adjusters here. Which kind of pH up and downs do you like? Guys, there is a big difference since depending on how you're running your system with pH um, well first let me read the question that'd be good Tony Scorpio hey guys looking for your input on pH adjusters my question is are all pH adjusters the same 
Is there any one brand better than the other? What should a grower know when purchasing a specific brand of pH up or down? I'm running a flood and drain recirculating system. If this has any bearing on your answer. Flood and drain recirculating. So pH up and down. It's important to be dialed in depending like you're running microbes. You hear us talking about on the show. Uh, depending on your system, soil, soilless, organic, media-type growing. But he's uh, not running gonna, microbes in his recirculating deep water culture. It's not it? as important to be completely dialed. And if you're running a flood and drain recirculating, so guys, that's like, let's say there's a grow table on top, and then a pump pumps all the water into the table to flood it and get the rock wool and everything wet, and then right when that's done, it just drains back down to the reservoir again. So it's pretty important to keep your pH dialed in the system. Usually the availability of your micronutrients, macronutrients are pretty dependent upon um, being in the correct pH range. Or you'll start to see weird growth, you know, deficiencies or deformed leaves growing out. Uh, So that being said, if I'm in a hydro system, deep water culture, um, whatever, this or that, I mean, I'm not too biased. There's, it's like... Was it citric acid is pretty much the one that everybody uses? Um, what? Yeah, for pH down, I believe. For pH down, yeah. That's what I, I, haven't, I see pretty much everybody using. I've been using that for years, and I mean, I, I find it effective if, <clears throat> if you can get it undiluted, like a decent brand that's undiluted. Um, I, find, I find that it's a real effective way to lower the pH. Well, I know, depending it, on how big a reses are running, you want stronger shit. I mean, I don't know if it's still this as concentrated advanced nutrients. pH up and down was like, man, if you get some on you it's not good like fuck up your clothes right. and shit if you mix the two together i think it like made a little small atom bomb like little smoke cloud <laughs> and, you know uh, that happens get, all the time though you gotta there's stuff like that like chlorine and ammonia or something you mix that together you're fucked Root well, shit like that <laughs> yeah you gotta be careful with it now if you're growing like i'm growing in my cocoa or right now i'm in the coco loco again uh which you can hear about on wednesday's show what's going on in our grows but they, uh, I like the from um, nectar, nectar for the gods. No more ums on the show, for gosh sakes. Yeah, Pete's man. sakes, man. Olympus up, Olympus up from nectar for the gods. So let me tell you a little bit real quick. The reason I like it, it's a liquid calcium. So by using a liquid, cal- I'm just reading off over here uh, from their site. A liquid calcium is a pH adjusting component. This is my pH up. You'll add more calcium to your plant cell structure, promoting cell wall integrity. Um, and it says residual Olympus up in the soil will increase aeration and promote microbial activity by offering a food source to the soil biota. Biota. So I'd like it's a cool pH up. I don't really need pH down much. After I'm done mixing up the shit I'm mixing up, usually I need to pH up a little, depending. Sometimes I'll pH down my water a little to like a four or five and then add recharge to it, and it brings it right up to where I like it, to like a six six i don't know anywhere from we'll say five five to seven actually i'll have a wide range in there for that because i know i got my microbes right. in there but sure. anyway i like the olympus up because it is a pretty unique ph up it's like liquid calcium um and you just got to keep that make sure you shake the bottle before you use it it's a little it's got a little thick a little thickness for, to it for ph up i like silica silica is naturally I agree, high ph but i you can't take it take it enough like if i'm supposed to add silica like somebody, let's say I can't even remember. I think I was doing seven mils, maybe seven mils per gal on. Yeah, but do parts silica. per million. Do thir- thirty-five to fifty parts per million of silica, and that'll raise your pH significantly. 
Yeah, but if I'm triple dosing what it says in the bottle, I almost feel like I'm overusing it, you know? But maybe it doesn't matter. parts per million, baby. What the, uh, dude, I know we're supposed to keep, you know, like Jake was saying, or who was saying it? Oh, oh it was, uh, oh, man, it was Don. He was saying, oh, you know, we got to be, you know, we got to just, what's on the label is what you have to do. By law, that's what we have to say. Yeah, that's fine, whatever, but. Uh, being a guy that's written labels and being in a room with other people that have written labels, you want to test that shit, man. You know, you want to you want to make sure that you're uh, uh, got your PPM meter in there and saying, hey, look, that's great that this says it's 10 percent silica. But guess what? When I compare it against the 2 percent silica, I don't need to use one fifth. You know, I need to use a half of it. So this ain't time. Somebody's lying here. You know, and you yeah. can figure it out if you're using a parts per million pen. All right. Yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, it's to, it's going to be your most detailed way to know what's going on in there. Until yeah, you get, like, soon the probe you just put in there, that the Bluetooth-weighted probe you just throw into your reservoir, and then it goes right to your phone, and it not only tells you PPMEC, but also the different levels of boron, calcium, molybdenum. You know, <laughs> that'd be pretty That's, sick. And plays every episode of The Simpsons ever made in the background. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was feeling pretty dope the other day. I had to, uh, yeah, I had to hook up... Uh, and see what error code was on my 96 Land Cruiser. And, uh, my, of course, my neighbor, Todd, that has all the tools in the world, somehow just throw here, here you go. Here's my, my Bluetooth uh, engine diagnostics Aww. thing. Goes, That's yeah, cool. Bluetooth's right to the screen. You can do all kinds of fun shit with it. But anyway. Todd, can I see your phone? i got to check what's wrong with my car. Yeah, uh, Mr. Keep It Simple over there, man. There you go. <laughs> So check it out, guys. Any pH adjusters. I'm not going to say any, but it's pretty simple. The only unique one I know of is the Nectar for the Gods Olympus Up uh, as being a pretty you know, unique one that it's a liquid calcium. It's hard to go wrong. If you got a pH adjuster from a company and it's just bad, then that's, it's, hard to, it's hard to F up pH adjusters. It's pretty straight. But too much calcium, if you got everything else balanced nicely, is going to lock out something else. I don't know. I believe I thought we had info uh, audio on that. We'll have to go over there and search. Um, we had probably uh, right. I know nothing uh, about that kind of stuff. I just ask Scott. I just right? ask. It, yep, Scott, Scott from, from Nectar, Nectar for, for the Gods. Gods. A really cool guy. You could probably Very just find the Nectar for the Gods. Yeah, when he's on our show, by searching Nectar for the Gods in the search bar, and he talked. I believe he talked about that because you said that, and, he, and he's like, "That that's not going to happen. You're not. These are calcium loving. Like, there's not. You're not going to uh, have too much in there for him using the pH up." So and he's like, by the way, if, ne- if, if nutrients are a church, then Nectar for the Gods people are like Scientologists, man. They will fuck <laughs> you up if you say anything bad, all right? So we like Nectar from the Gods, all right? It's very cool stuff. No, we, I actually do know a bunch of people that use it and like it. So, And I did taste some great, great smoke when I went out to the West Coast. And I was like, holy shit, what, what was this grown on? And homie just looked at me, Colby, just looked at me and goes, Nectar. Nectar, baby. <laughs> so, oh, shout good. out mid-show, to him. Mid-show shout out, man. Mammoth P. Any of you guys, we should, uh, we're kind of still got to get Mike on, man. Uh, on Back on the show. Uh, I know a lot's been happening with them. I think they're working oh, on a product. he'll wake and bake with me, man. I know he's a wake and baker. Eh, maybe and, not. Maybe he's not. Yeah, I'll have to ask know. him. What do you do? You call people at 4 a.m. and ask them if they're ready to get on the phone in 20 minutes and smoke weed? Hey. Is that how it works? Hey, you ready to get high? <laughs> Come on, you said you'd do wake and bake with me. What the fuck? But if you want to check it out, something man, I don't like know that. if there are still samples over. Um, you just pay for shipping or something. I think I saw some people on, over in Real Growers. Do you know if Mammoth P still in stock at all? You know, I thought I saw something. I don't know how old it was, but I was actually checking some of Jay Maestro's posts. Shout out to Jay Maestro that made a really funny video 
Uh, he took the Dr. J. Remember when the guys, greenhouse uh, robbers stole from Dr. J, the uh-huh. rippers? Uh, so he took the how could you take how could you rip the doctor off uh, uh, audio and put it to that video and it's funny as hell man so I was actually searching Maestro's account looking for that video yesterday and I saw that he had some old mammoth I don't know how old they were but some mammoth p hookups yeah some kind of coupons or something in the Google Plus group sorry Jay Maestro hope I'm not blowing your ass up but he actually shared them with the Google Plus group a long time ago so you can see if any of those are still active I don't know if they are or not right on. Uh, but I guess the point of the whole shout-out was to say, yeah, try it out, man. Mammoth P is definitely a unique product. It's a unique set of, I don't even think that many, I think four or five off the top of my head, uh, different strains of back- phosphorus-fixing, if that's correct, bacteria. Um, and we had him on the show uh, two or three times now, if you want more information on it. Don't forget, like I was saying earlier, about our search bar over on DudeGrows.com. I'm rather proud of our search bar. It's this new thing that you can do on the Internet. Anyway. Yeah. What, do, you, do you have to drink? I'm not a big drinker, though. Do you have to drink for what? Forget it. Next, please, sir. <laughs> Too witty for me today, huh? Uh, there's right. a place called Nail Bar that opened up somewhere near my house, and my 11-year-old kid wants to go there, and I can't tell if it's a bar or a place where you get your nails done <laughs> or a place where you get your nails done and drink. And if you drink while you're getting your nails done, what, do they give you a fucking big crazy straw or something? Because you don't have any hands. Yes. I don't get it. I just don't. I'm declaring that whole fucking thing. I don't get it. Needs rebranding. Are you a bar? Can I pull in and get a beer? That's all I want to know. This is from Parlay Dandan. Dadan. Dadan. So, Mushroom Bay. That's my boy, Parlay. Is it really Dandan? It doesn't say that, does it? Mush, yeah. Parlay. Da, D A D O N. Da, Don. Oh, because that's what my kid calls him for some reason. All right, so wait, is this this is Parlay Don Don? Is that I think so? Yeah, I think so. Why I was like, Don Don's been over. I ain't calling him Don Don, man. What the hell is what the hell's his other name? He's got like three names now, man. Come on. (laughs) Well, the one he he won the DGC Cup with, man. What did he go with then? Who won the DGC Cup? Moby Dill, man. Yeah, you're not even sure if this is the. Don, I don't know, but if it is, you're right, man. Stop changing up the damn name, all right? Now would get me too confused. I already got enough trouble with Gromau. I'm pretty all sure right. Parlay's is going out, name man. He's going out, he Parlay. You know what I'm saying? What up, DGC? Quick question. Come Parlay the, at the club. Heard the dude mention that he has random measurements on mushroom CO2 bags or CO2 slash CO2 pads. Do you recall what the levels registered at? Growers love PS fuck prohibition. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, I do think I recall. So the the at the time I was using the exhale CO2 bags, mushroom compost bags. There are some variables. When I got mine, uh, I put it. I was only in a room that was uh, let's see, probably about seven foot long by about almost four foot wide, but higher ceilings, like eight and a half foot ceilings, nine foot ceilings. And, you know, just picture a decent walk-in closet. I don't know, some people have such skewed. I'm like, that's a nice walk-in closet to my wife. And she's like, this ain't shit, man. Like, you should see. It's like, all right, whatever. I'll just move all my clothes to the garage. I don't give a shit. You can have the whole thing. Uh, anyway, uh, it raised it uh, by through about 300 parts per million. Now, if you're exhausting, I don't even know if it's worth it. Some people have, you know, well, I'm exhausting the room at least while the air is exhausting. The CO2 is being pulled across the canopy is the visualization people are trying to get i'm not so sure on that 
Uh, I know you people like to CO2 is heavier than air, so it falls. A good place to keep these is on top of your hoods. I would have mine sitting on top of my T58 bulb. It's also warmer there. It'll activate the decomposition a little more, the fungus and whatnot. You don't want to make sure you get these that aren't aged. They should be dated. I think most bags are dated. If you get a real aged one, it's not going to become as active, you know. And as far as how long they last, I think it was, oh, man, off the top. I mean, I think you get like a month out of it. It declines as it goes. So what you do is you'd get another bag, you know, push that one back. Don't get rid of it yet. It's still doing a little bit. And then cycle them out that way. So depending on the size of your space. Now the green pads, the green pad uh, CO2 juniors, I've said to like a ton for clone domes. They get the parts per million up a lot, up to 1,000 place them out every day super easy now the bigger ones i haven't really used here in colorado because it's pretty dry here a lot and they need uh, humidity to keep them activated um, i've had gotten greater control over my humidity in my grow room so i might test those out sometime soon i keep my humidity up now and veg up at like 60 percent so but the i i'm a fan man if, you, if you're trying to pull off a closed room and it's a smaller room and even if you're bringing, let's say, the, with this mushroom compost bag up, let's say you're bringing your room up 200 parts per million, that's way better to have your room sitting at 600 than 400. So your plants will be happier, and you can totally pull off a grow. You just can't have really aggressively growing plants with no CO2 enrichment in a sealed room. They'll eventually, they'll just not be performing. They'll still grow a little. They'll still look like they're kind of okay, but they're not going to perform. So... Go get some mushroom compost bag. I only wish that those mushroom compost bags were edibles, like mushrooms when you're done with them. <laughs> well, I knew you were going to say that, man. What do you like, Cremini's? Porcini's? What do you I like, know, brother? I just, I'm guess I'm getting too... Psilocybin, uh, Cubensis? Yeah, getting motivated by the... Uh, I do believe in... And I've had experiences myself, but listen, over the Joe Rogan show, there's different people that come on there and believe in psychedelics for also healing-type experiences are almost like in comparison to... Um, getting uh oh man what's that called when you're like a psychic um not a psychic but when you people are trying to get uh quit smoking and they like hypnotized there we go hypnotized like a hip hip hypnotizer have been you know success stories where people like my wife she's like tries she sometimes she'll smoke a cigarette a day then she'll go i'm not gonna smoke for a while then she's bothered and then she'll smoke four in a day and then she's like i just need to fucking quit i'm like you know what We'll get some psychedelics and look at that shit. So that's my plan. Man, anyway. I used to get hypnotized as a kid from one of them government programs. It don't do shit to you, man. <laughs> one of those government programs? No, one of them government programs, man. <sighs> okay. Uh-oh. They turned on my chip. Nice. But uh, check it out, man. If you don't have not, I, 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 I get it. There's not people that have. Home growers don't have, especially in prohibition states, depends on where you live access to 20 pound co2 tanks for six bucks like you know way to grow uh out here in in colorado and it's like so you got to do something for co2 and most of it's active exhausting so there's and like scotty said you could look at the burner option it's not a bad option if you're not if you have your your climate control completely figured out for running a co2 burner and the uh, burner option is never a bad option where you're hanging a unit up that's in, you know enclosed and it's got like four flames coming out and it's they're safe i used to be a little worried about them but they're they're all good scotty hasn't burned his place down yet so man i have an air cooled burner which actually what it heat it heats up this cylinder and air goes through the cylinder it's a sealed cylinder that hooks up to the same thing you know same air cooling system as your lights yeah and and uh, it's pretty neat it i mean it doesn't it's not a cure for everything but it takes away a lot of the heat it sure does 
Yep. Hell yeah. We'll check it out. And, uh, Which I never see act. those air-cooled burners anymore. I'm wondering if there's like some kind of fire hazard that they immediately discontinued years ago, and I just don't know about it. Like, you never see them promoted, right? Like, wouldn't you think that heat's an issue? You've got air-cooled lights. Why won't you have air-cooled CO2 burners? It's not a big deal. It's not like there's high tech that goes into it. It's that they put a tube in the chamber where air can run through, and it heats up the tube. So, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's not... Well... Yeah, there's not a ton of, uh, of pushing them. I should see what... The reason I didn't get one, I wanted to get one... I'm usually in too small of a space. Maybe I should start to look at them again. I need like a like a one like a one flame burner for my grow room. You know, well, you know what like they I'm, got? They got those little hot water heaters. They've got these propane hot water heaters that you can get. I guess they use them in like, I don't know, cheaper things. Maybe trailers or something. Like a tankless... Yeah, it's like a tankless hot water heater. It's like a, they call them a yeah. I guess it is. So, so what it does, it just is, it's the exact same thing, but it's water cooled, and you can just have maybe a fifty-five gallon drum of water or something circulating to cool it. Uh, they're they're pretty neat too, and those are really inexpensive. Somebody must have done a post on it. I know that one of the DGC and I have had a conversation about these before, and if you want to start, you can start with what is it called that hydrogen. Uh, water generator I'm sorry CO2 generator yeah. hydrogen yep. CO2 generator hydrogen and, uh, made some shit yeah and they just rebrand a hot water heater is all it is but whatever you can buy whoever you want whatever you want from whoever I'm you want do some testing man I'm gonna light a fucking uh, candle that's guaranteed to burn for 12 hours and then it goes out now light one yes. at the beginning of every Every light cycle. I do wonder how much just one candle in a smaller, you know, my space is 12 foot long by four or four foot wide. How many BPMs that would add? I don't know what I mean. They're burning. Don't forget different. And this is really important because you have to have your shit right. Because the difference between CO2 and O2 is the difference between a, a, a one type of flame and another type of flame. So if you have your flame, the, the orifice incorrect and the, the pressure incorrect, you'll start producing carbon monoxide, not carbon dioxide. Fine, fuck the, it. I'm going and, to PetSmart. Yeah, and I was just bunnies. saying, but the difference there is that carbon monoxide, since it only has mono, one oxide, one oxygen, it's not enough to keep you alive. Carbon dioxide has two oxygen molecules in there. You're not going to drop dead for the, you know, in, unless it's really extreme. I don't, I don't know. I know that you're pretty much not going to drop dead from a little bit of extra CO2 or even a decent amount of extra CO2 because it's got two oxygens. Carbon monoxide, it's too much carbon, not enough oxygen. You're going to die. You're going to fall asleep. Well, I think I so found it in some that forum that on, online that you eat per each bunny added to a grow room. It's 100 ppm, so I'm going to go get my five bunnies, <laughs> put them up in my grow room. I'll be running, just sitting there running. And then I could you know, get them to t- you know, use their, their bunny, t- bunny poop. This fertilizer, it's a win-win. Whoa, so. it's like a circle of life. Hell yeah. Yes. All you got to do is, if, if you want two bunnies, just ask your friend to watch them while you go on vacation. When you come back, you'll have 11 bunnies, man. There you go. True. Make it a whole system in there. Get a couple parakeets. be awesome. All right. Hey, so what is that? Got you got to scrub the walls for parakeet guano? Is that what's going on? Yes. Got to scrub this the guano again. Bald head dread. And he is chiming in. Please Sorry, send a I always picture. say he. I always say he is. If I, forgive me if yeah. I'm ever. I'm stereotyping that all growers are males, which is not true. You know, bald head dread might be some hot chick. So, <laughs> nah. You want to bet? 
<laughs> hey, dude, and Scotty, I'm a new listener up from North Can- um, uh, far from up north in Canada, and have found your show, and I'm loving it. I've gotten through just over 100 episodes and just listening to like-minded people talk about everything going on in the movement. Keep up the rad show. Hell yeah, we will try. I have had very small... No chick has ever said that to me. No chick has ever looked at me or said, hey, yeah, we're like-minded. Yeah. (laughs) Uh I have a very small space. So it's 40 inches. So about three and a half feet, a little less, by two feet, by 60 tall. I run a kind LED, 350. I vent through a huge can filter and Max 6 fan pulling the air into a separate room 15 feet away. Very uh, so neat. using General Organics, BioThrive Line, Grow Bloom, Bloom Boost, a CalMag, and a compost tea of earthworm castings and molasses once a week or so with minutes. Sounds good. That sounds I've lovely. only been running autos due to the small space and only having the room, uh, the one room. I seem to be having some kind of issue I can't figure out. That I wait, some kind of issue that I can figure out that I can, huh? I think he's saying can't. The top half of my petioles seem to be turning red. Like half of the one petiole is red at the bottom, and the other half is green. So that's the petioles, what goes from your leaf back to the plant. He's gotten a 50 50 split there, red and green. So his temps don't drop more than 10 degrees at night. I run heat mats under the grills to keep the night temps up. Our nights get cold here. Uh, you guys say, I wonder how far up north in Canada. You guys should post a number for, north for live calls during the show. I'd love to call in and shoot the shit. Uh, thanks again, Baldhead Love. Uh, let's see here. You know, All right, get in, get in touch with me, man. Let's do a Awaken Bake together. That's as close as I get to live shit, man. Yeah, you can call Scotty on Skype. I think you got a voicemail now over there and shit. You know, I kind of do, but... I have no idea how to find that voicemail. I searched for a half hour last week trying to find those <laughs> voicemails, man. Anyway, so, yeah, leave a message over there. At the end of Wake and Bake, there's a, a number. Yeah, getting the grow questions on, like I told you guys, is Dude Grows on the homepage. Submit your questions, scroll down, you'll see it. But having a call-in show, man, we could barely get, keep our shit together for long enough for this whole show, it seems like, sometimes. So, I don't know. It would be nice maybe like once a month or something. We're always, yeah. is always trying to figure out different ideas and, and fun things. So maybe we'll, we'll look into that. Uh, that would be cool. I couldn't handle it every, every week though. Once a month though, it would get me thinking about that here. So <laughs> he's got his, you know, the, the, when I, I've never really had any issues. When I think about red stems and, you know, the petioles and I've seen that happen on different plants. If my leaves and canopy and my plants are looking happy and everything's ha- going on, growing on, I don't sweat it. Um, and I know we had some people chime in, like Undershade said, sometimes that indicates you need to CalMag, and sometimes it's just genetic. Uh, so Colorado Sherlock, thank you, Sherlock, saying cool nights also help bring the color in your stems. A little CalMag black or straight genetics that have purple stems hidden in them. So uh, lastly, AK Perp Skirp 907 said his strawberry cough always has purple petioles, like Sherlock said. Sherlock said. So I'm saying if you're looking healthy and good, don't even sweat it, man. I, I don't know. I've seen it in my plants before where the stems are more red or this or that, but the plant looked healthy, so I didn't adjust anything. What do you does, got? G, does GH, they do have a CalMag, so I wonder if he's using the he's GH using the CalMag. CalMag as well. Yeah, it does say uh, Grow Bloom Bloom Booster CalMag, so he's already putting CalMag in there, huh? Don't, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it, I, that's that's the only thing I think of is either a macronutrient deficiency or CalMag, and if it's not that... And the plant is eating. The rest of the plant looks good. Yeah. So don't sweat it, man. All is good in the grow. 
But okay, is, is that what is he saying? Everything looks good. The rest of the plant looks really good, though. Yeah, there's no mention of any other uh, issue with the rest of his plant. Right. So it could be them cold nights. Yeah, it could be that, you which know? isn't a problem either, man. I like no, the cold nights. no, it's great. I mean, it's going to give you a lot. I'm of I'm around. I turn. I've been turning my mini. So I don't do it until I get further into flowering. But I turn my mini split down. I, there's probably a program for this, but I always get afraid when I'm gonna start to try and program my mini split for different temperatures, different times. It's just I'm gonna have something up and which my high temps will take down my high temp shutdowns i love that phrase man high temp shutdown i wish i had a red uh you know little revolving light in there that would turn on when it's about you know like a like a factory and it's gonna go dang 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 and it's like high temp security breach yes i like it but uh yeah basically uh i'm gonna move onward and forward and say bald head dread is doing all right let us know if your leaves or anything look bad or if it's anything else, but yeah, don't sweat it. Yeah, I'm serious. Let's of, wake and bake, brother. Different kinds of CO2 from Silver Blue. Glad to support the DGC as a member. Thank you, sir. Or yes, see, sir. see, there I go again. How do I know Silver Blue is a sir? Nah, if it was like Midnight Blue, maybe I'd be like, Mike could be a chick, man. But I'm gonna go. I don't know, I don't know man. How about right on, grower? After listening to your shows, I purchased a temperature, humidity, and CO2 meter to see what's going on in my room. Humidity was way high and CO2 way low. So I bought a dehumidifier, and to my surprise, the CO2 popped up about to, um, from about 380 ppm to over 900. Just wondering if there are different kinds of CO2 that electric motors make that plants don't use but the meter sees. So, anyways, by the way, recharge is just too awesome. <laughs> Scotty, did you write this shit? Thank you very much. Uh, did it? no, no, I didn't. <laughs> I've been hitting all the outdoor flowers and trees, and they have never looked so good. All right, good to hear. CO two, man, I got the, all the answers. Uh, I had my room acting up here, and just recently, yesterday, I went in there. The lights are off, and the meter, my my meter, was reading high. So when it's just reading high and not a part per million, that means it's like over 3,000 or some shit, like too high. Went in there today, and it was creeping up. I hadn't, so I was like, all right, something's up. You know, I don't know exactly what it is. So I unplugged my regulator. So therefore, you know, the tank is open still. The regulator is still screwed into it, but no gas should be coming out, you know, because the, the valve isn't open on the regulator. So it's like, okay, then it dropped a little, but it was still staying at like 782 it went up to 800 then went down to like 700 and this is with no co2 being enriched in the room and then i read this question i'm like i wonder if there is any ppms coming off any type of motor running or whatever so what i did i opened i completely opened up my room and i got my room it went down the door you know evacuated it the room went down to 410 410 ambient co2 and so what i did at that point is i uh, unscrewed my regulator from the tank, closed the tank, so the, the regulator's not even hooked up to anything. The CO2 tank's sitting in there just closed. And then I turned off my uh, humid dehumidifier. Okay, come back an hour and a half later or so, the room's like at 420. So, you know, that's what it should be. No CO2's being enriched. Not much is being used right now, actually, by my plants currently because they just got transplanted and are, you know, stressing a little. And then I'm like, okay, well, then I turned on the, the humidifier, dehumidifier, sorry, Came back like right. a half hour later, still sitting at 420. So, no, dehumidifier electric motors aren't creating anything that the meter sees um, with with my equipment and shouldn't be with yours. Then I screwed my regulator back into the tank, 
and opened up the tank but didn't plug the regulator in, guys, the regulator has to be plugged in for the electric, the valve to open to enrich. It's a little solenoid valve, yeah. My room bumped back up to over 800. So I got a faulty regulator. I've been running this regulator for like five years, six years almost. Time for me to go buy a a new regulator. Uh, And it's just a process of elimination. And really, though, it threw me for a loop for a minute. I was like, what the hell? Why is this just staying high in here? So... Uh, and I don't know why he said. Maybe you, he said after he bought a dehumidifier, th- he went up from 380 parts per million to 900. Now that's fucked. I don't know, man. That's yeah, I don't know about swing. that either. That's weird. Maybe it's blowing. You know, maybe the the fan is blowing on your CO2 and blowing it right into the meter or so. You know, right into the the, the the reader or something. I don't know, but that just doesn't seem right to me. Especially he didn't mention um, that he's enriching with a certain tank or anything. I don't even know if he's enriching his environment with any type of CO2. So, I mean, 900 yeah. people, that sounds like the meter went bad. Yeah, you can always check on some of your meters. I don't know if he has the desktop one I have or whatever. There might Most meters have an option to take it outside into right. ambient CO2 and do like a, a factory reset or something on it. But uh, there's no reason for that to happen. And fill us in because I'd be interested to know. Silver blue. Dude, you right, know what man. I'm doing right after the show, man? What are you doing? Finishing and installing my LED light. All right. Sounds yeah. good. You have to fill us in on the Wednesday. OG, the actual, the LED guru himself is in town hanging out visiting. So, actually, I think he's here. I think he is here. He might even be doing a work in or looking for a job in the industry or something like that. So, I'm going to go hang out with him. We're going to put the light together. Is this the that same is dude that he came to the Cannabis Cup when yep. we went? That's, yeah, okay, smart. Yeah, young young guy right out of college, smart as hell, man. So, yeah. Any, any of y'all in the industry looking, hit me up, man. Good guy. All right, we got three more to go through here in a good way. No worries. Flying Skull brand. I've heard of Flying Skull brand. They do have the, uh, the one that I'm most familiar with and heard. Of. Let's see here. What's it called? They're a Nukem. Nukem. It's a pest control product. But let's see the question here from Backyard Grow Dad. Flying Skull Brand. It seems like if you say something about them, they'll come and fuck you up, doesn't it? (laughs) Backyard Grow Dad here chiming in once again with yet another grow question. Real quick, thanks for advice on the last question regarding those two gifted Obama Kush teens because they were gifts. I gifted one of them to another grower in my hood who I'm trying to convert to the DGC way. All right, spreading the plants. Yeah. Working on them. Anyway, my local grow store carries a fuck ton of... Flying Skull products, but they're seemingly uninterested in Recharge Arcana and pretty much any of the rad products you guys shill on occasion. What so can you do, you know, man? What can you do? You can lead a horse yeah. to water, but yeah, you can't make them drink. It, there's depending on. I get it. You know, certain grow stores are going to get what their what their growers are using, which in your case, you got to put the time recharge. in, man. You got to put the time in. You got to stop by the grow store. Buying pizzas and give them all free recharge, and it's a relationship. And if somebody's putting the time in locally to, to build relationships, and, and as long as they're carrying good microbes, that's all I care about. As long as they're not telling you, you know, selling you overpriced salts and, and you know, doing the right thing, teaching you about living soil, that, that's all I care about. But if you got something like that, fuck yeah, dig it. Well, his question is what's the deal with Flying Skull products? Any experience on your end with this snake oil? Question mark. Whoa, hey, hey, let's not say things we can't take back here, man. 
So let me check the comments on here. It did have yeah. a couple. I have no. Uh, I want to say that I don't know that it's snake oil at all. It could be the best stuff in the world. I don't know anything about it, except that their fucking logo scares the shit out of me. <laughs> There's uh, about a dozen Harley circling my house right now. So everything's cool, man. Everything's cool. Well, Bentley Thomas said I use uh, this stuff t- to effectively control powdery mildew and mites and veg and flour. Be sure to read and follow special instructions on label or website for spider mites and hemp mites. I've also been told it works on root aphids, but I've had uh, to fight that battle off myself. I can tell you... Uh, Oh, here we go. Nukem. There's another comment here. Nukem is the fine skull product I've used to control PM. Has anyone used it with transport? Uh, no, but I know you can. So, and I, we've had good reviews, man. Over, we get lucky to have an, a network of stores and good growers with way to grow. And I know that they do. I think even uh, uh, Don on when he hung out on the show recommended uh, uh, that he likes the Nukem. I'm not positive, but I've seen it. Uh, I think Dr. J as well might be one of somebody that's used it. Don't quote me on any of this stuff. I'm just doing a podcast, and <laughs> it was good good stuff for our overall control. I've never used it, man. I've still been lucky. I do need to get some uh, something. I saw a little PM in my garden yesterday for the first time in a while, so I'm gonna make sure. I'm playing with those Procure packs for the PM. I'm really digging those things. I've yeah. got three of them. I just opened up the third one because the little PM started coming back. But, man, I opened those things up and just left them kind of near a fan. And, dude, for a month, I had no PM. It was great. Hell, yeah. Well, uh, man, I mean, they just try. I, I, they have all kinds of shit. I went to their site. Um, you know, they got base newts, uh, enzymes, additives now, and uh, as well uh, as. Uh, 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 uh. Thanks. Thank you. <laughs> that's, a good, that's a good blunt reminder. No worries. <laughs> They have all kinds of other great products. No, I don't know, but I uh, would check it out. Way to Grow, I was going to mention, has a 30% off still. You guys got a few more days to catch that. If you're a Colorado grower, 30% off all pest control products. So I'm actually going to go over there today and make sure I don't need anything else because I got my list here. I need an air pump. I need some some, uh, worm castings. I need a CO2 refill. All right. Be careful about killing your soil, guys. What do you mean? Yeah. I mean, be careful about going and buying a bunch of pest control products and nuking your soil. If you can keep a heavy, you know, I'm learning all about microbes. You I say nuke, nuking your soil and their, their product's called Nukem. Okay. I didn't. Fair I, yeah, look, I'm sorry. That, that wasn't a, Listen, I don't want any problem with the flying skull people, all right? <laughs> what I mean, that's, yeah, hopefully that's an environmental type thing. But, you know, we always talk about the nuclear option, the Eagle 20 type things and the... Uh, uh, imidacloprid and you know there's fluoramide and avid which i don't think are really super nuclear but they're still pretty harsh chemicals so just when you do things like that you're you know imidacloprid and and, and all that you really do affect the the microbes in the soil and what that does it keeps if you can keep a healthy healthy population all around your plants in the soil and around your plants it will keep pathogens at bay so it's a little bit easier way to just load the soil up with all these microbes that will naturally protect your plants. Yeah. Check them out. I mean, let us know, guys. I've definitely seen some of their stuff, so uh, let me know. Reminds me, that was a good reminder of that question. I've got to make sure I get on. I need to spray a few more things. I just did everything with a little bit of uh, whatever. We'll talk We'll talk about it Wednesday. I'll start Where's doing three shows in one. Of? Like, 
Like where? What? Where do they? Is that a Michigan company? Is that a California company? I, I don't. I'll, to, I'll, go, uh, I'll do a googling, man. I'll do a little googling. Yeah, I think they're out. I want to get. I think they're somewhere west. I and there. I, I believe there is uh, something with biking behind them. <laughs> I've heard some story. I thought they're Oregon, Portland, Oregon. Okay. So, and they're bicyclists, is what you're saying? I think they're a cyclist. <laughs> <laughs> what was Joe Rogan had Lance Armstrong on, and he was just like, "And you're what, like a bicycler?" <laughs> Don't call him the wrong thing. And I was like, "Look, look, Joe, I like you, but I'm a fucking cyclist, all right?" Yeah, yeah that, that was, was awesome. Funny. I think you did call him a bicycler. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, so man, I tell bikes. you what, man, just go over to flyingskull.net, which is their uh, their website, and look at it. It's pretty interesting. A lot, lot of interesting stuff there. So, uh, I don't know. Check it out, man. Come on. We, we all use our resources and our initiatives, and the same, we got the same resources, man. Google. Like Scotty said, I don't know. You, you could always be, you know, they're not going to listen at all. I, we, we could care less, man. You want to call one of these companies and say, hey, I listen to this sweet podcast. You guys should get them some samples, dude. they got a lot of growers checking them out. I'm totally down with you guys trying to figure out any which way to get product. That's the perfect model in my brain for this podcast is to find out ways to keep giving out products and researching products without having the official paid sponsorships, you know, because like Scotty was saying, that's the way to keep the show the uh, freest flowing like water down a rock bed. Something like that. Wow, man. You're like Bruce Lee, man, with that shit. You flow like water. Yeah. Well, you know, when you're looking at trail, dude, this is true. This is good for you. Anybody that bikes out there, man. What's the quickest way, man? What's the, everybody's, what's the line? What's the line? What's that? What's the line here? What's the quickest way? What's the line? Pitch Shortest the distance water between would. any two points is a straight line, my friend. It's the way. Nope. It's the way water flows. Okay. Whoa. This is from Mr. Mojo Resin. I just cut down my first successful harvest, and I'm trying to make sure I have a successful dry and curing process. I turned my grow room into my drying room due to temporary space constraints. No worries. We can do that. Yes. After four days of hanging my buds, the room has a humidity with a range of 65 to 72 percent. That's too high. 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 That's too high. And yeah, 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 I could live with if I had to. A temperature of 60 to 67 degrees. That's nice. One oscillating fan, but not blowing on the flowers. An 8-inch exhaust fan hooked up to a carbon filter. I don't know exactly what he's using that for, potentially. And a portable AC slash dehumidifier unit. I found that the combo uh, AC slash dehumidifier isn't exactly the best for dehumidifying. With all this said, am I just asking for mold issues with humidity levels this high? Uh, I think so. uh, 70%. Seventy percent. It's getting I close. So. I mean, yeah. it's cool. It's pretty cool in there. I like sixty-seven to sixty or sixty to sixty-seven. So now degrees. you've got cool and and wet. That's mildew to me. I mean, being a little bit. I mean, if you grew the the whatever, I'd have it warmed say, up a little bit more and just you know use that dehumidifier. If you've got a dehumidifier, just pull the humidity out. Even if it's in the mid seventies in that room, you're going to be fine. Yeah, you'll be fine you for got, sure. Yeah, all you got to worry about is yanking it at the right time. What I mean by that is once it gets to where it's spongy, you might be able to smoke it. You've gotten bags like that in the past, <laughs> you know what I mean? But it's really too wet. That's when you want to take it out of, and, and start curing it. Take it out of its its uh, drying room and then put it in like a controlled environment and then just start 
you know, say that you've got a, a Rubbermaid container or a big one gallon, I'll go with the purest, a big gallon glass jar. And uh, don't go buy any of those plastic containers that when you open up, right. have that shit smell. Have that terrible smell. I can already hear that, you know, the comments coming in already. So, yeah, find yourself a big glass jar. You can, restaurants have them a lot. You can get it from pickles and stuff like pickled things come in them at restaurants. Yeah, that's what Dr. J uses, man, old pickle jars. Yeah, yeah. So, but okay. So, but what I'm saying is, once you can barely smoke that thing in a joint, you know, it's really a little too wet to actually sell or to actually use, sell. What am I thinking? To use, you know, that that <laughs> that's a, it's my brother Trip that actually sells the weed, man. I don't know anything about mm-hmm. that shit, man. Anyway, that that's when you would want to put it in your mason jar or whatever and start burping it and then you just what you're trying to do is hold on to that last little bit of moisture as long as you can you don't want if you if you leave it in in your 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 regular room that you got maybe in six or seven days it's going to be dry what are those packs you used to use that you could hang up how much do they they work decent take 10 percent out of the air if you didn't have another option oh they do have that damp rid stuff i don't know i guess it does i mean they used to sell that stuff in you know, like in Florida and stuff, so your clothes wouldn't get mildewed. But I don't know. Does that affect the smell or anything? I've never even used those things. I would just use, you got a dehumidifier. Just use the dehumidifier. Sacrifice a little bit of temperature, to, you know, and, and uh, uh, just run the dehumidification unit on the air conditioner and just pull, you know, make, get it down to 50%. 50% to 60% is a good, and that's not much of an adjustment for you. That's a good drying uh, uh, humidity, and then after that, pull. And you can be in the 70s. I drive 50% hum, uh, humidity, mid 70s, and then we, you know it's dry in three or four days, or at least it's crunchy. You know the outside's crunchy, and then don't forget all the stems. They've got a, a bit of moisture in the stems and the inside of the bud. So once you jar it up, a little bit of moisture is going to come out, and that's why you just have to start burping it. You burp that little bit of moisture out. You open it up for 10, 15 minutes, leave the lid off, exchange the air a little bit, put that lid back on, and do that a couple times a day. Right on. I will take the advice. And you are right. You are really walking the tightrope if you leave it getting close up to, to 70. I mean, I just find the flowers that I got have usually, you know, if it's in a jar, I've gotten mold. But hanging up, it just took longer. Uh, other other times it can be you know you just you're having a rainy week. I know when it gets humid here, it can get more humid. Obviously, people forget about it, it gets humid in their indoor areas. But there's so much resin, man. I feel the resin just like I feel like the uh, PM or not PM, but whatever mold spores trying to because resin really does. I believe you know. Tell me tell me if I'm wrong. I think that's one of the protectants of the flower, right? Like as far as keeping away some of this nasty this nasty stuff and molds. So you okay. can't really root in and take foot. So I have so much resin, I'm not worried about it, man. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> you sound like a rapper now. Yeah, yeah. You got to be, uh, man, it's, this, some guy was listening to some shit on his phone, sitting on the lift the other day, mountain biking to two younger kids. I'll say that. They're probably, I think, in their late 20s. Um, and just it was. It was straight, like, I, I guess, in-your-face hip-hop, man. But dude's rapping like... They talk. You gotta talk mad trash. Like you're the, you're the shit, man. If you're not the shit, then I guess you don't. You know, you don't have your confidence up. Talking about how you get all every all the women you want. You have all the money in the Fuck world. Yeah, Yo, I got a G wagon coated in shatter, man. All right, <laughs> for real. I uh, love it. Now you're cool. All right, so let's take one more break. Nah, no, fuck it. Let's finish the show. We don't need no more breaks. We got one more grow talk question. 
uh, late sponsor shout out, man. Shout out to Can Fan. Do have a few Can Fans? I think I got a request or two in my email, guys. I have not been. I've, I've been bad. Been bad at my email lately. But yeah, I got to tell you, I've been kind of bad too, man. Kind of be coming I'll, back around. Yeah, I'm more of an inventor, not really a maintainer. <laughs> so. Uh, let me get into the last girl question, and I think I was in the middle of giving the shout-out to Can Fan. They definitely hooked up the show. If you guys are in a tight spot, man, we have been hooking up a few. I don't know if Scotty's putting in the vault yet. Can still hook up a few Can Fans. We just uh, we'll basically I've been slinging a few just a little bit less than, uh, I'll just say for a hot deal, for, especially for you members, man. Mainly for you members, you need a hot deal on a Can Fan, hit me up. We'll try and work something out. Absolutely. All right. Let's see here. Let's go to this last question because it is summertime, and i got to get outdoors. Absolutely. Actually, I really do have the LED guru coming over. I'm excited. I got to go get my sunglasses, homie. <laughs> What's it? You guys are bright. finishing the one? You're finishing what? the one that. Uh, yeah, yeah. That, he's uh, he's nice. Guy. Sent you the, the Raptor one? The Raptor hood is going up. Yeah, man. So get ready. You know, I actually wonder if I should do that. I've got that. I've got that DGC cut in flowering already. Probably about 10 days in the flowering. I wonder if I should go and, and replace that Raptor. The, the hood that's covering that DGC cut. I think I should. I'm gonna. How far into flowering are you? About 10 days. Can yeah, I get an probably. upgrade? We'll have to see. We'll have to see what that. it does. I mean, it All is right, lower wattage, so I don't know. It might be a downgrade. What do I know? I got a thousand, hor- thousand Hordelux in there right now. Ain't ever done me wrong. Little Horde never burned nobody. I'm going to talk about supplementing humidity now, so simmer down. All right. Wendell says, my tent is set up to evacuate air. You know, like picture the sides suck in. I have the fan, that fan set in a thermostat, so it is only running while there is heat in the tent. So, you know, once the thermostat hits whatever Wendell has it set at, the fan kicks in, sucks out the air, the sides of the tent suck in. He says he noticed that my daytime humidity was in the low to mid-40s in the day. Okay. Um, I would see a nighttime spike up to 80. It makes sense. Plants transpiring off, lights go out, all that jazz. Thankfully, my temps stay in a little, uh, in a, a good range, 68 to 85 for the limited equipment I have available. To help the plants breathe a little, he added a humidifier to the tent on the same thermostat that controls the exhaust fan. So I don't know if that means that the humidifier runs when the exhaust fan runs. He said it's hooked up to the same thermostat. So if it's just a thermostat that controls an on at one temperature set point, it would have to mean that when his maybe exhaust it's, fan maybe turns Maybe it's on, opposite, so it dehumidifies and then it exhausts. I don't know. It would seem it like they be. would fight each other. If you have a, a certain controller, it could have enough functionality to just whatever. Have a humidistat as well built in. He they used to have those, water. man. The CO2 controllers back in the 90s had an exhaust as well. Like one of the first CO2 controllers I bought in the early 90s, it had a, a, like one side of the plug for your CO2, you know, for your burner or whatever, yeah, you know, whatever CO2. Talk about them cap and controllers. Another, and then another side for the exhaust. What was the black ones? It was like those old black ones. I don't think it was a cap. But I just always thought, I was like, what do I do with the exhaust one? I don't get it. And they wanted you to just like, constant air exchange was the myth back then where they were like yep you gotta if your co2 is not running it should be exhausting and then more co2 so you get fresh like no that don't make sense yeah it was hard to wrap your head around cea back in the day you know you know what i'm saying closed environment agriculture gotta get deep all right so primarily uh, wendell primarily waters in the saucers and lets it wick up that hasn't changed I'm not sure about that. I don't know if he's talking about that's how he waters his plants. Um, I mean, that's truly not, a, I mean, a, a horrible thing, I guess, right? That's kind of like a hempy way. 
I mean, I don't see you'd have to wait a while though. I mean, if you're watering a saucer full and then you're letting the plant with, I guess you'd call reverse osmosis, maybe would it be called, you know, suck that shit up. I mean, I, don't I wouldn't think be watering. Reverse osmosis, man. I think it's uh, what capillary action. I think. There we go. You're probably right. I think we did experiment like that with a cylinder type tube and sand and water, uh, but. I would be watering, if that's how you're watering, I'm not so sure. You should be top watering uh, if you're not using some type of system or like the hempy system, etc. But he noticed his daytime humidity has raised about 10 points to the mid-50s. Sounds good. But the odd thing is that my nighttime humidity is also appears to have lowered by the same 10 points, 70, down to 70%. My question is, why would my night humidity spike change? So, I mean, this makes me feel like this is like, like a, a whodunit challenged like you know game question or something like a mind teaser like i have no idea why his you know, he, <laughs> he, he added a humidifier and then his nighttime humidity lowers to 10 percent to 70 percent. i think this is like what earlier i was saying people sometimes forget and maybe this isn't your case maybe what was your outside weather the last week while your humidity was up at 80 because if it rained once that ups your humidity for a day and a half sometimes depending on how heavy it rained which affects typically the humidity in people's grows and overall situation houses everywhere. So keep in mind, you know, that's why one time it took me almost two weeks when I had these plants hanging up to cure because it was during a monsoon-like flood time here in Colorado when it rained for a whole week, you know, the humidity was way up. So I'm thinking maybe it was the outside weather. Otherwise, I have no idea why your nighttime humidity would go down to the mid-70. But you want it lower than that, man. When lights are off and you're well into bloom, that's when you really need your dehumidifier with lights off because you want to be down like 50% or lower. You don't want to have, you know, I don't like high humidity. That's where I picture molds maybe getting comfortable in my flowers when my nighttime humidity is spiking. So, right, right. My, my dehumidifier is running all, all night long typically when lights are off, and it's getting the room down to like 45. If it's not run, running, that room gets up to like 80. <clears throat> so let us I, know if you know, Wendell. Yeah, What's that's up? the only thing I can think of. You know, as the outside humidity is changing and he's constantly sucking air in from the outside. So, unless is, yeah, I don't know. I mean, is something turning on more? Nah, I don't see anything different. So, I don't know. I don't have any solution. I'm sorry, Wendell. Yeah, keep us filled in, Mr. Wendell. You know, thanks a lot. Thanks for, thanks for ending on a downer, dude. Isn't that the uh, Mr. Wendell? Yeah. Anyway. I don't know. Yeah, so. Mr. Mr. Wendell? And yeah, you don't know G. that. That's from, uh, damn, what's the name of that group? Tennessee. You know what I mean? Yeah. People are going no. to want me to have more. If I keep breaking out on songs, oh, are yeah. Start Arrested Development. That was that the name of it. that group, man. It's saying the song Tennessee, right? Yeah, yep. I think I had a guy, one of my friends wanted to go to uh, the first Lollapalooza. And they were like, oh, you know, we're like, dude, I can't wait to see, you know, Jane's Addiction or Chili Peppers. And, you know, you always had the friend. It was probably you, actually. that was like, well, oh, I can't wait to go see Arrested Development, man. Those guys are pretty probably. talented. All right, man. Let's get out of Grow Talk mode. Get back into summertime mode. Actually, I got all kinds of shiz going on. I got to run, like I said, to the grow store. Yeah, the LED out. guru is in the house, man. I am. Fi- it is LED time. It is LED 30, homie. If you guys had to wait to grow like I'm about to, feel free. Use Dude Grow's account, man. Use the Dude Grow's bulb deal. DGS. That's Dude Grow Show Hort. $60 thousand watt. Hort Deluxe uh, HPS. As many as you'd like to purchase. Or just enjoy a CO2 refill for dirt cheap. So other than that, 
I'm going to get the hell out of here. We'll be back Wednesday with What's Growing On. Yes, sir. Friday. And uh, no show next week on Monday. Hey, what are we doing Monday? Talk. You know it's what? Fourth of July, man. Yeah, yeah. You know what though? I might have something nice. I, I we're gonna call Jacob and Jacob. We're going to call Jake up and ask him to help us out understand the flowering needs of plants week by week. He, he's gonna discuss with us. So I thought it would be pretty interesting. So maybe we can throw that out next week. We'll see if we can get it done in time. Sounds good. Uh, yeah, we're supposed to be hanging with him uh, Wednesday, I believe. I do. All believe. right, Scotty, hold hold the line so we can have. Uh, I haven't made a first initial, you know, dude grows meeting. You guys had the round table or whatever, treating me like, <laughs> treating me like Billy Madison. Oh, sorry, Billy. Yes, I'm calling my own meeting. Guys, we'll be back Wednesday. Check everything out at dudegrows.com. Uh, thanks for any of the support y'all have given, and I'm out, man. I am out. No more.